the ECHL Kelly Cup. It's in its final stage between the Toledo Walleye and the Newfoundland Growlers. Two Classic matchup. Storied franchises. Storied franchise. Classic matchup. And now the the real big story though that's not really revolving around the actual games themselves is what's been happening to the actual Kelly Cup itself. Now usually the story of, you know, the the championship series does not revolve around the trophy that the team gets at the end, but rather the teams on the ice. This year, not so much. Obviously, I mean, it's the ECHL, so it doesn't get too much coverage. For for those that don't know, the ECHL is essentially two steps down from the NHL. Not too many players. It does happen, but not yep. too many players that play in the ECHL make it to the NHL just because it's, it's pretty far down there. But what's going on with the trophy? Well, so the Colorado Eagles, who this year moved to the AHL, so that's they, one step down yep, from the NHL. And they became, yep. they became the Avalanche affiliate. Avalanche moved their affiliate from San Antonio to Colorado. So the Eagles had been the two-time back-to-back Kelly Cup winners in the ECHL. Mm-hmm. They have not given the cup back to the ECHL. They still are in oh. possession of the Kelly Cup, which they've now had for three years, I guess, if you yeah. calendar years. So they're just saying we're keeping it. They, they claim they've tried to give it back. Yep. They, there was also some dispute over some fees that the league is charging them <laughs> and that they don't want to pay. Uh, they put out a statement that it is in good condition and is safe, which mm-hmm. to me sounded like something a, a ransom note would yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> I love this story. That they're, Here, they're, they're kind of holding it. They're kind of holding it ransom. Here's a, here's a quote from the owner. All right. It says, we have made numerous attempts to return it. They have chosen to ignore our request. Therefore, the Kelly Cup remains in Colorado. It's wow. ours now. I love we got that. it. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> this is some good stuff. This What's going to happen when the Growlers or, who, or the Walleye? They're making another one. They're, it's already made. Yeah. There yeah. is now a new Replica. Kelly Cup. Yeah, well, I think this is like the, the third or fourth Kelly Cup, they said, and the other uh-huh. two are already in the... Uh, Hockey Hall of Fame, like for for viewing, which, by the way, I have something to say about that, but we'll get into it in the episode. (laughs) Um, Fascinating stuff. This is just classic minor league hockey kind of stuff right here, right? Like if you didn't give the Stanley Cup back, (laughs) I don't think that would fly. I just don't think it would (laughs) fly. Could you imagine the the Capitals were like, yeah, no, we're not doing it. We're keeping keeping it. it. We like it. We dropped it in the fountain. (laughs) It it was perfect there, so we're leaving. Sound of Hockey episode 39. Who, who else could we name this episode after but Dominic Hasha? Isn't Logan Kutcher we're number 39? That's true. Let's make it the Logan Kutcher. <laughs> now shut up. <laughs> shut right up. <sighs> it, that, that didn't even come up in our, pre, our know, pre-show. Yeah. Uh, it huddle. has to be named after Dominic Hasek, the Dominator, one of the greatest goalies ever. Now, yes, I know we've been a little goalie heavy here over the last couple of episodes because last week we had Grant Furon. And it was awesome, as we all expected. And yes, the 30s have been a lot of goalies, but what else are we going to have, right? I mean, sure. Logan Couture. Sure, number 40 next week, we'll probably have Devin Dubnik. I don't know. Probably. But, <laughs> but <laughs> nope, you said it. The great can't Devin Dubnik. Oh, yeah. can't do it now. Yeah. Anyway, Dominic Hasek, maybe one of the best goalies ever, <laughs> obviously, six-time Vesna winner. Really goofy style. He kind of was, he'd dive all over the ice and well known as a flopper. Also, according to Wikipedia, which gives you the best information yes, because anyone that's... in the world can post on it, uh, <laughs> he's the first European trained goaltender to win the Stanley Cup. Did you know that? Uh, I don't even really know what that means, European trained. Well, he's trained in Europe. But, but what, that's a weird distinction to add to that. Like, Is it like a just summer the training? Goalie? No, like he grew up training in Europe. Like maybe there are European born goalies that like came over to the, to well, let, let's be clear. You don't really know. No, I have no idea. I'm trying, to, <laughs> I'm trying to interpret what some lunatic wrote on Wikipedia. Okay? 
<laughs> and clearly only lunatics write things on Wikipedia. Yes. And we can't forget that he also was the uh, the goaltender that won the gold medal in Nagano during the 1998 Winter Olympics, which was the first year that the NHL players started playing in the Winter Olympics. It was like even more magnified. And if you remember, it was just basically him and Yarmir Yager against the world and they yep. somehow won. So yep. I remember watching the videos of the celebration in Prague and like the town square and the, it looked like the whole country had come up to celebrate. So such a such a cool thing there. He could have uh, become the first European train goalie earlier had it not been for Brett Hull's skate in the crease. That's right. Yep. Oh, good yep. call. Well, Brett Hull could've scoring been. the goal with his skate in the yes, crease. which at the time was illegal. Allegedly illegally, yeah. yes, <laughs> yes. But, you know, I actually saw a picture of that goal just a couple of days ago, and the, the funny thing is if you look at it, like in classic Dominic Hasek style, he's lying on his stomach with both legs, like, <laughs> flared not out. Not holding to, a stick? He, uh, he I don't stick? know. He I often dropped yeah. drop a stick in big, those scrambles. Big stick dropper. He'd always drop yeah. his stick and then grab the puck with, like, the glove hand of his blocker. Which I told you guys how I, I, was, I was videotaping that game because I had other plans on a VCR the old days. Mm. And it went into double overtime, which I had not accounted for. So my mm-hmm. tape ran out and I had to like go read. I got to go wait for Sports Center or something Ugh. to see what actually happened in that game. This was like relatively soon after the Stars had moved from Minnesota yep. to Dallas. So everyone in Minnesota then just broke their TVs. So. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into our episode, I wanted to share. Now, we didn't have a review on iTunes this week, which was a, a little upsetting. But I noticed. That was very upsetting. <laughs> I think you I, take it too personal. I do. Yeah. yeah. I, I get really worked up about it. But I noticed. Notice that you can apparently review us on Stitcher. I didn't know this, uh, but this guy named Ben R apparently did. And like over a month ago, he wrote us a review and we didn't see it. So we're going to share that with you now. It says longtime listener, first time reviewer, bar none. That's with two R's. Oh, nice. Bar none. This show has been entertaining and informative since episode one. From the reggae air horns to breaking (laughs) WHL news. To the legendary, quote-unquote, Sunday data poll, Darren, Andy, and John consistently find the perfect balance. Newcomer background, hockey-wide goings-on, NHL Seattle, and local news, all with one-timer, whip-sharp humor. Nice. This is a good review. Even, I know. Even when they record night shows after college sodas. So, <laughs> I told you guys that was our that. best episode, the one where we were all a little tipsy. Yeah. Keep up the excellent work, and thank you for making my commute enjoyable. Go crap weasels. P.S. Does anyone else find it odd that the lowest seed of the stacked Central Division ran through the highest seed from the topsy turvy Pacific? No, I, I don't. It, did he just it add that? Through. No. Did he just add that? that? I, see it's it's here. I see it. It's here. Ran through. I, I, I don't know. Run yeah. through. Yeah. I, 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 don't know. I find it. A I, I liked it up until that point. I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna suggest we frame it on the wall. But now I'm like. I'm just it back. realizing something now that we're fast forwarding a month and we're in the final. There isn't a Pacific team in the final, but there is a Central. Interesting. Well, that Central wow. team padded their stats, I think, with all those wins against the Wild. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they had an easy path. They had an easy path four or five right? times. Yeah, the they only had one tough matchup. And, and how we, are they doing now, by the way? Well, they're down two to one, but anything can happen in the playoffs. That's what I've heard. heard. Yep. We'll talk about they it. They just gave up a touchdown. <laughs> anyway, I mentioned the Hockey Hall of Fame. Worth noting, I got the call, you guys. I'm going. I'm hey, going this week, so for the first time, I'm going to be visiting the Hockey Hall of Fame. They're oh, enshrining you're just visiting. me. No, they're enshrining me. I'm pretty okay. sure. I'm pretty sure that what happened by enshrining, they're taking your ticket and like punching it. Yeah, but then the they door. make. I think they make a whole bust of you, right? And then they put it up. <laughs> sure. uh, yeah, yeah, in November. In the podcast wing? November. That's yeah, when they do it. That's or when the they do it. Wing. Oh, yeah. Well, but they do the bus now during the visit, and then <laughs> they'll try and, I assume I'll be next to Grant Fuhr. Right? Yeah, probably. This yeah. episode's off the rails it'll already. Be in the, it'll be it in the, always like, is. the contributors to goalie appreciation Do you know Darren hasn't even category. introduced us yet? Hi, how are it's you, It's all John? about him. 
John Barr, ladies and gentlemen, how are you? That's uh, I'm good. I'm well. Go ahead. All right. Uh, uh, should I say where you find me on yes, the please. Twitter? Yeah. yeah. NHL or two Seattle. Life. Yeah, in life or you know random, <laughs> random Seattle bars. Uh, not all the time, but uh, you can find me at, at Andy Ide on Twitter. And what's your name? Andy Ide. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm Derek Brown. We haven't been drinking. I know we haven't. Andre White is somebody. None of us have been drinking. Uh, I'm at Darren Fun Brown on Twitter. Let's start with some Seattle stuff. Uh, The latest is that we had Todd Laywicky doing an AMA sponsored by NHL Seattle American Music Awards. uh, And ask me anything. Yeah. What uh, What did we learn from that, John? Uh, I thought it was actually pretty pretty cool, all things considered. Uh, Basically, took fan questions. There was some questions about how what they're going to do to replace Tippett. He didn't always answer the questions, and I don't think it was intentional. I just think he's excited to kind of talk to fans that way. And so he didn't really answer about how they're replacing Tippett, but they they did speak to why Tippett left and how supportive he was and, and appreciative of Tippett, which I think is pretty obvious based on press releases, if you will. And guess what? Names and colors came up. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm sure people want to know. Crazy. People want to know that. Were they people suggesting um, names? No. Well, as far I'm as sure I know. I'm sure they were. They just weren't <laughs> posting it. Um, they talked a little bit about game presentation, what they're thinking about Seattle. Like there wasn't really a lot of content other than that's what they're thinking about right now. Well, a really cool question. Somebody asked if they were going to host the Memorial Cup or – World Juniors. And what I really appreciated is Todd knows exactly what the Memorial Cup is and explained it really well for mm-hmm. people that wouldn't have been informed. And he, you know, he kind of acknowledged that's a good question. Didn't really answer it. Uh-huh. Uh, but he did say that he, they're talking to college teams already about maybe doing a, you know, midseason tournament or implied midseason tournament mm-hmm. or even Frozen Four down Ooh, the road. Frozen Four cool. would be cool. World Juniors would be cool. And then there was a question about, this is a pretty good question. Somebody asked about because of so much demand on the season ticket priority list, are they going to push kind of uh, partial plans? And he said yes, like oh. emphatically. And there was kind of talk about just trying to get more people in, in the building and kind of support. It's kind of a, it's just, yeah. I feel like it's kind of a, a, a catch-22, right? Like you have all the support, but you could sell out, you know, by the number of tickets deposits they have, they could sell out the old arena just with those, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. But I feel like you do want to open it up to other fans getting a chance to access it too. So yeah. it's a weird thing that they have to try and figure out. There was a, a, a fun question about somebody's like, is there anything you can take away from Tampa that you can bring to Seattle? And he answered, winning. <laughs> so, but he, he kind of... Im- Avoiding you know, the Columbus Blue Jackets in the first round. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous, right? That's <laughs> like one season. Yeah. The wrong conference. Nice that he kind of put color on that. And he's like, we're going to make a commitment to winning. And it's about, you know, they are going to be a cap team to spend to the cap. He got another question about if they would look at a preseason game in Portland. Interesting. It oh. was a, but at the, at the Mo- Moda? Moda Center, yeah. yeah. So he didn't That's really nice answer the question, but he talked about Oregon being kind of one of the territories where, where they're going to address the fans. Yeah. Um, mentioned even Alaska in that same context. So it was, I thought it was a cool way to hear him talk about hockey. Sometimes I don't feel we hear much about hockey. It's more about, you know, arena updates because... That's what they've been dealing with. Yeah, and that's what the media asks, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, that that is technically where we're at right now. They're not really talking about hockey. Somebody asked him a question about does working for an a NHL team in Seattle or a potential team in Seattle uh, impact your ability to root for your home team, St. Louis Blues? And he's like, 
No. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you could tell he's like uh, he's kind of rooting for a game seven more than anything, but you know he's still partial to his hometown that, of St. Louis. That Portland question is interesting because I, I know like they, there have been NHL preseason games in Seattle before. Like Kiarina's had one. I think even Angel the Wins had one. They did. Again, one one Angel two wins. One it was two wins. Two it was Comcast Arena games. at the time. That's right. Mm. Everett Event Center. It was no, that at one point. One it was like eight one cast. That's yeah. right. Yep. But I, I think that's a great idea to have one in Portland or wherever. But the, the, the other thing I wonder about too is that they you know the every year when the development camps happen they always have these tournaments like there's one in Penticton the Young Stars that the Canucks have done forever and the Canucks just announced they weren't doing that anymore and I part of me was like thinking ahead like oh well maybe that down the road Seattle the crap weasels and the Canucks can have their young their young stars their developments play in their tournament down here interesting North interesting Cape. idea I don't a, hate it could be an angel I'm not wins. sure what that has to do with Portland though well, it's just, just, just spreading, you know, spreading it out. He's, he's spitballing here. He's workshopping. I, 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 this is workshopping exactly. is what's happening. On the fly. Yep. Work, right. It just made me think of that. So you mentioned Tippett leaving briefly. Yep. Uh, and obviously, this did become official news after we recorded the podcast last week, although we pretty much knew it was going to be official yeah. news before it was official news. And then the podcast came out, and then it was already official news. So it was one of those situations. Uh, I don't know. A great hire, I guess, for Edmonton, right? I mean, we're sorry to see him go, but I, I, what else is yeah, there to say? Sorry to see him go. Uh, I mean, you understand why he did it. I don't think it's uh, any kind of indictment on the NHL Seattle. The guy wanted to coach, and he didn't want to wait. You know, the possibility well, there was no guarantee he'd be coaching here. But mm-hmm. even if there, even if that was what he was looking at, it, it, he mentioned having to wait two more years kind of affected his decision. So I, yeah, I, I, I think- understand that he wants to get back into it. And if he had waited, it would have been like what four years. So he was out of the out of the game, uh, coaching yeah. wise. If and I think that. I think that extra year from the, the like implied slip from 2020 to 2021 yeah. impacted that. I might have said that last week. The one thing I actually I thought about is we don't have any hockey people really at NHL Seattle right now. Mm-hmm. Todd is the only one that can really that but he really like talks about hockey. Yeah, yeah and he, I mean he comes from the front office yeah. side, and I think that that kind of stretches him. In a way, Tippett could go on KJR and do interviews. He was, the, he was like the ambassador. Time. Yeah, he was. And now we don't have that. And I think John should be the ambassador. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, that's he, not funny. He already is. Uh, it's not that I worry about it, but I'm. that's kind of a gap to me mm-hmm. right now is there's nobody really talking hockey with anybody now that Tippett's gone. And even Tippett could only do so much. Yeah. I'm now an Oilers fan for the next two years. There you go. Yeah. Friend, well, of they, friend of the pod, Dave the OG. Yes, that's interview, right. First guess. right? Yeah, that is a good question. Yeah, I wonder. In, in the article I wrote, that was one of the questions I posed. Like, are they going to replace Dave Tippett? How far along was he in all the things they were they well, were having? Yeah, him do? there's the actual work, right? Yeah. Not just like was that all to settled? Media, does he, was he? Did he tie a bow on everything? We don't. He left? We don't know. We don't have an AHL team. We don't have a general manager. Yep. Right. We don't have a facility kind of big. But we'll but, assume that yeah. he at least had his input already yeah. into oh, the yeah, design yeah. of all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. There's just a lot of questions yeah. that really didn't get answered with the press release. Speaking of the AHL, I know that there's been some news that's come out on this this week, although I don't know if it's really news because they, they're saying yeah. that it's essentially whittled down to Palm Springs or Boise. We kind of knew this already, yeah. right? Like, we kind of heard that. In, I, in I, February, yeah, we knew that. Yeah. 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 I saw a retweet that you put out that was from like many, many months ago. It was like, <laughs> oh, here it is. We're whittled down to Boise <laughs> yeah. and Palm Springs. Yeah. Yeah, it's, well, it's cycling find, back up again. What I so. find hilarious is if you read message boards, Facebook and Twitter, people are still arguing about sites, even though now Todd has come out and said it's these two. It's one of these two cities and people are still getting into these debates. Oh, it should be Tacoma. It should be Spokane. It's like, no, they've already said it's just these yeah. two. <laughs> or Abbotsford. That's my favorite. Um, why it was news this week or somehow renews? Does that make yeah, sense? Exactly. Reignited. So it's a renews. Todd, a renewsal. Renewsal. A renewsal. Like <laughs> Not a new segment. <laughs> Renewsals. <laughs> 
We're way off the rails. No, um, no. Go on. Uh, so, so Tuesday. People like it when we're off the rails. When, yeah. when it was usually Tuesdays with Tippett on KGR, it was Tuesday with Todd. Mm. And Todd said, you know, we've narrowed it down to Palm Springs and Boise. And on literally on that same show, Tuesdays with Tippett in February – Tippett said the same exact thing. <laughs> but I think a uh, newspaper in Palm Springs picked up on it, mm-hmm. wrote a big article, and then that yep. got circulated. There was an old story I found from a year ago that there's been a proposed arena to be built down. Yeah, that's that's the gap with Palm Springs. There's no arena. You have an arena in Boise. The, what Palm Springs offers is that it's within a, a bus drive of, what, five division opponents, whereas Boise, you're a little bit isolated. Uh, and that's the problem Abbotsford had was being isolated. It is primarily a bus league, the American Hockey League. There are right. some teams that will fly. and They might fly once or twice depending on where they're going. Um, I did run into the Tucson Roadrunners in the San Jose airport at Christmas that's time. Yeah, they, you were, told they, us were, that. they were showing up in town. But they were then going to go all around California. So, that, so they, they still were getting on the bus. The goal for your AHL team is you want it to be what's more about development than it is you know increasing your brand. I see a lot of that, like, oh, if they was in Tacoma, it would really help NHL Seattle's brand. And that that's not what the goal of the AHL team is. Yeah, that might do that. But they want, they, I think they, for competitive reasons, they would still want to be closer to their division rivals. So they're not, you know, taking 10 hour bus rides and 12 hour bus rides to get places and have to, or have to fly and have that extra expense of having to fly everywhere. 31 Thoughts, which is a good podcast. You know, it's not as good as this one, but no, it's not decent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, By a small yeah, media yeah, I mean, firm in Canada. They're not really, you know, connected. But uh, they had uh, they had Dave Anders on, who was the uh, president and CEO. They don't call him a commissioner, I guess. It's, a, it's the commissioner of the AHL. They asked him about Seattle, and he said in a, an ideal situation that, it would be Palm Springs in a new arena. It didn't even yeah. mention Boise, which makes me think that, that they're working on Palm Springs. But yeah. that's just that's just me reading into his comments. But it was a really interesting article or interview. It, it, he just went into all aspects of the AHL, like history of it. He's been he's been involved yeah. in that league for like 30 years. And uh, go take a listen to it. The whole episode is just an interview with him. So it's like 40 minutes. Yeah, there's uh, very, very guy. the Seattle's very piece beginning. is like less than 20 seconds. And it's but, like six minutes yeah. in. But yeah. uh but, uh, but it's an interesting interview, although I learned a lot about that league, um, which I've been dipping my toe into more here the last couple of weeks. So I was out of town this weekend. I totally missed out on the Petoskey's watch party. How did it go? It was epic. <laughs> <laughs> it looked no, bad. It, was, it was great. Photos. It was really great. It was yeah. awesome. There was uh, some familiar faces mm-hmm. from the last time we did a watch party there. Mm-hmm. But there faces. was a lot of new faces. Yep. And literally every table was taken, even the kind of little booths that are like a little tough to watch see the TV, yep. but food was great. Somebody got mac and cheese pizza based on my recommendation <laughs> on the podcast last week. Excellent. I experienced the tater tot hot dish for the uh-huh. first time and, and loved it. It yep. was a, one of the best things yeah. I've ever eaten. Yeah, so tater, tater tot based. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we had uh, quite a few people there and it was uh, a lot of fun. And I think it was, a, it was split about a third St. Louis, a third Boston, and then and the a rest, third neutral. I think the anti-Boston, that third neutral was a little anti-Boston. Uh, it might have been, but I, I think that St. Yeah, Louis fans were a little bit more vocal. Yeah. So funny. I do, one funny story, though, is at the end of it, I was I was talking to somebody. Most people had left. And it was me and this other guy that was talking. And somebody saw me talking to somebody and came up to me and said, hey, Andy and Darren. And I was like, well, this, <laughs> this isn't Darren. He's like, oh, I, I just assumed. I'm wasn't like, even Darren, there. Darren's not even here. Wasn't even there. And, and I thought that was pretty funny. Just assumed that I was talking to Darren. Well, and just assume that we go everywhere together. Yeah. <laughs> and only talk to each other when we're in public. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was, but there were, I think, five people came up to me and talked about the podcast. Me too. And you know what every one of them said to me, which I want to share with you guys? Oh. They said, I love it when you talk about the WHL players. Okay. Oh, so this okay. is like feedback from the listeners. Mm-hmm. I heard they like talking about local people. Ah. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Well, no, but you know that's <laughs> this sounds to me like people that are just stroking your individual egos. Could be. They know. They know. Could be. They know. Could be. This is your angle. Oh. By the way, I don't care. Met a guy from 
Bonnie Lake. Bonnie Lake. Oh, that's right. Whoa. That's right. That's right. He was. He did yeah. not know that Dylan Gambrell was also. Yeah. Get out of here. He was. He he's the one who had just. He so he. He was a great guy. He had just learned about the podcast, ah. and so he had just listened to the Grand Fear episode. That's the only one he'd heard. Okay. I said, go back. You'll hear a lot of Bonnie talk. A lot of Bonnie <laughs> Lake talk. Bonnie talk. Bonnie <laughs> hashtag Bonnie talk. <laughs> and he was the one that got the mac and cheese pizza. I think. There you go. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Uh, so hey, just for you listeners out there, we're gonna do it on a smaller scale, if necessary. If this if this thing goes to six games it's going to be on Saturday next week Sunday. right Sunday it's going to be on Sunday <laughs> next week and we're not going to promote it on social media or anything like that but we are going to three we're of us will show up. up and we're going to watch hockey there yes. so I come on out I want it a little bit more intimate a little yep. more chill uh-huh. that sounds creepy but there's going to be fewer people but uh, but if you're a listener low light show up so I'll be music. there we'll be because I, I, it's going to be a it, <laughs> what <laughs> He said it was going to be creepy, so I was going into how creepy okay. it would be. <laughs> Got it. Andy's a creeper. Man, Ugh. it's creepy enough in this basement. Let's come on. All right, so that's that. Uh, we have a couple of cup dates. Cup which, dates. <laughs> it's sticking. It's sticking as a segment. <laughs> Hashtag cup dates. Hashtag cup dates. Uh, okay, first and foremost, the AHL Calder Cup. Now, I actually watched this, believe it or not, even though I was out of town. I was managed to watch game two. Uh, Charlotte Checkers against the Chicago Wolves. Pretty fun game. It ended, I think, what, five to four or six to four? Five, There's an empty yeah, netter in there. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so it's one to one now. A couple of tough goals by the Chicago goalie that I think kind of did him in. But Was I mean, it Oscar Dansk? Yes, but evenly matched, fun game to watch. Uh, they play in – Charlotte plays in this awesome old barn, which is currently called the Bojangles Coliseum. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Built in like that the fifties. Cool. Yeah, I, love I, that. I actually looked it up. It was built in like the fifties, so it's like a super, super old barn, but cool nice. place. Anyway, you, but you know Bojangles, right? Yeah, the chicken okay. place. Right. I know, but yeah, yeah. But Bojangles Coliseum—that's a great name for a hockey. It is great. Arena. Anyway, I just think of the guys that people that cover that team have to write that in their game stories all the time. <laughs> yeah. the Bojangles Arena, yeah, <laughs> or whatever it is, yeah. Coliseum. Good stuff, though. Fun to watch. It's on. It's been on NHL Network, so tune yep. into it. And um, they're going back to Chicago now for Game Three. Yep. And uh, in Game One, Chicago won in overtime. They they raised a 3-1 deficit in the second period. Yeah. Stephon got into Mateau. overtime. Stefan Mateau, yeah. whose who's father, Stefan Mateau, mm-hmm. scored what many many Rangers fans will say is the biggest goal in the history of the franchise in the 94 playoffs against New Jersey in double overtime. And there was the famous uh, TV call of a guy going, Mateau, Mateau, Mateau. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. And I did a story. Actually, I talked to three of the guys who are local from the WHL who are now playing in that series. Uh, Morgan Geeky for... Charlotte, who has an assist so far. And then Where did he play? He played at Tri-City. Uh, Jake Bean is also uh, on Charlotte. I didn't talk to him. <laughs> he also played for Tri-City. Uh, and then for Chicago, you have Keegan Colazar from Seattle Thunderbirds and Cody Glass from the Winterhawks. And Colazar has got a goal and two assists so far in the series. I think Glass has may have three assists. I learned talking to them that Glass and, and Colazar grew up on the same street in Winnipeg. Wouldn't you know? Wouldn't you know? Wow. And now they're teammates. The more small know, world. The, the, the more you, more you know. <laughs> So it was fun talking to those guys. Uh, it's 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 cool to see them, you know, off of the next uh, the next level. And for Cole's ours is the third third year in four years that he's been in a championship series. Yeah, because his last two years in Seattle. He yeah, did that, so. a little bit of bad blood there too. It ended with some fisticuffs nope. in the very at the final horn. There were guys throwing punches and stuff. So another hashtag cup date for you: the Stanley Cup. We haven't really talked about it that much yet, but the Blues got blown out in Game Three. So where do we go from here? I know that Bennington, who's been the backbone and really, I'd say the main reason that the Blues have gotten as far as they have. Would you agree? Disagree? Yes. Yes, you'd agree? Okay. He was the reason for their turnaround. Yes. Okay. Well, and Craig Garube. Yeah. Yeah. He's been the backbone. Now, suddenly some questions because he obviously didn't have a very good game. Now, what he has shown throughout these playoffs is when he 
doesn't play that well, he definitely bounces back. So I would expect him to bounce back. And by the time we post this, we'll it know. Will, <laughs> we'll, know. we'll know. But so going into that game, which we can't talk about because it'll happen after we're recording. Yep. Mm-hmm. My big question is he's never been – he hasn't been pulled before. Mm. So it's the first time he's been pulled. Okay. And what do you do if you're Craig Berube, if Boston scores twice in the first period or on some maybe some soft goals? You leave him in. I think you leave him in. So that, that's something I'm looking for in I'm, this game. We'll, I'm no, banking we'll, we'll on, see what happens here. I'm banking on the guy that got me here, not Jake Allen, yeah, who I, I think is <laughs> – you, you, <made laughs> you guys Jake know Allen my opinions yeah. yes. on Jake Allen. So. Um, yeah, so but, it's been a weird series so far. It's been like one – every game has been kind of different. It's been mm-hmm. very physical, though. That's been the constant throughout the whole thing. The three games have been very different from one another. Yeah, which is Boston had four yeah. power play goals in game three. That's so the one thing. thing about bringing it back to Bennington is he looked he looked kind of shaky in mm-hmm. game one. And usually, like you said, he shakes it off and kind of comes back. But he was, again, shaky in game three. And even two, I don't think – I think there were some moments yeah. where he looked a little dicey. In the first period of game two. So weren't they down 0-2? Two, yeah. yeah. And then I think, I think the rest of that game, his teammates – I mean, that, I don't think Boston had a lot of chances on the rest yeah. of that So game. I think you go back to them, and I think they will. I don't. That's probably a no-brainer. But yeah. um, I'm just, I'm just, I just like the weird or the storyline of what happens if he gives up too. Yeah. Just like the psychology of it all and how what, how that affects I think you him. Stick, and stick with them. You probably do, unless it's yeah. like two and five shots. Yeah. yeah. By the way, are we at a point now where whichever goalie wins this series is the Conn Smythe winner? Probably. Like, I don't know who else it would be, right? On either team, yeah. right? Rask. Rask has been the story. I don't for the think Blues. Bennington. Oh, if really? They win? If they win, yeah, because he's he's had one bad game though. Like, no, he's had he's had a couple. But let's say that they go, they win the next the rest of the series on his back. So yeah, but now you're changing like right now. Okay, but so if let's say they do, if they win, whoever wins, yeah, they do. No, I know, but you said put him on your back, right? That's a different. Basically, if he. So they, okay, they shots. win. Okay. They win, but they're winning six to five, yeah, five to four, yeah. whatever. Okay, fine. You don't give it to the goalie then, but who would you give it to on the Blues instead? I don't know. I guess that's a good question. But the Conn Smythe. Yeah. So, so you could still. I mean, I don't know. It's gonna be very interesting to see because the Conn Smythe is. It could go to Tuca. It could go to Tuca. It could still go to The Conn Smythe is for the whole playoffs. The yeah. MVP of the whole playoffs, not just the final series. So Jaden Schwartz would be the other one that you'd kind of consider, name, yeah. but he hasn't he's done anything. Yeah, I don't think he's done much. I don't know. Well, but I think he still leads the team and could be. But if it's Boston, it's got to be. Rask because I would think so. I mean, okay. like, and like I, the, the Bergeron line didn't do much until this last game. Uh, let's talk very briefly, John. And you had mentioned that you had an interesting <laughs> walk home from the bar on Wednesday after it was a game two, right? Yep. What happened? Because you were telling a story about this, and I thought it was interesting. We should talk about so, it on the podcast. Um, game two, uh, I watched at Petoskey's, met oh, some buddies down there. I've heard of that place. It's Free Lard area, but I was walking back toward Fremont, and there's a lot of bars, mm-hmm. like a sports bar here and there, but there's just a lot of bars. I walked by six different bars, and you can look in, and they all had NBC Sports, like the post game of hockey, meaning like they were watching hockey yeah. when the game, the game was, was on. on. Yeah, that's awesome. And this this actually might be a get off my lawn. Oh, yeah, it's been a while, and, and it's kind of a retroactive one. Okay, because uh huh, kind of like how the the disabled list works. Like he's yeah, retroactively, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's a it, you're retroactively like telling someone to get off my lawn from how long ago. I mean, they may already be off your lawn, but you're still yelling at them. <laughs> yeah, they still have it coming. They still have it coming. <laughs> so I just have this image of John on a lawn, like nobody on there. Like, get off my lawn. Stop nobody it. there. Is this my get off my lawn or no, you're no. get off my lawn? No, we're, Sorry, we're, we're hijacking it. We're all yelling at we're, people together. We're setting the context together for you. We're, so, we're setting you up to explain. Okay, so early April, actually first week of the playoffs, NHL Seattle had a watch party mm-hmm. at Henry's in Bellevue. Uh, Bellevue. Mm-hmm. And a certain newspaper in Seattle 
wrote a story record yeah as far as we know yeah it wasn't the stranger put it that way um wrote an article about nobody watches essentially no bars have hockey on and that henry's only had it on kind of to because because of nhl seattle and the only other bar would be the angry beaver which is a hockey bar Mm -hmm. yes we get that but but we know from personal experience that's yeah, not the case. And and I've been watching hockey at bars longer than the Angry Beaver's been around, longer than Petoskey's been around, and it just pisses me off that people think because they're not at their bar that they're watching, or I don't, I mean, or I don't know where bar. that. Yeah, at a a bar, there's so much hockey watching going on right now at bars, and and I think. What's cool is I think bars are anticipating hockey coming to town and are like, oh, well, we've got to kind of get on this mm-hmm. hockey bandwagon and make sure you have it on. And and granted, there hasn't been much to compete with right now. But the Mariners, we could have had a Mariner game on. Yeah, because they're doing great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm still, sure everybody still, But it still is the, the Seattle Major League team. No, <laughs> and it's it was borderline. I was stoked about it, but it still pisses me off about that article that was written two months but ago. But you're right. I remember it's like totally out ago. of touch with what's really going on in the hockey world. I remember like three years ago meeting you at Teddy's in Roosevelt, That's right. a little tiny bar, and we watched like a first round of the playoffs, and there was like five of us there, but there was like six TVs in that, and, yeah. the, and there was one that had the Sounders game on, the rest were hockey. Andy, don't tell me you never remember going to the Iron Bowl. Well, I remember that too, but the Teddy's one was remarkable to me because I distinctly remember that all the TVs yeah, yeah, had yeah, hockey yeah, on, but yeah, one yeah. had the Sounder game on. No, Andy was blacked out every time at the Iron Bowl. <laughs> so one of, I don't know if I've ever told this story, but one of my proudest moments at being a hockey fan in Seattle was it was a Game 7 Chicago versus Vancouver. When was that? 2011, the one where Alex Burroughs beat one in overtime? Yeah. They slayed the dragon? So I don't remember much about it. So it was... It was, uh, turned it over. Yeah. Burroughs gets his scores. Okay, but it was a it was like a midweek. Yeah, and we were at the Iron Bowl, and the Iron Bowl is a very big. It was a very big bar, yeah, very big. Yeah, and it was like trivia night, and there was like a couple of people there for trivia. But it was it's also a Chicago bar, so you had a bunch of Chicago Blackhawks fans, and Vancouver had is kind of the most supported team in the area, mm-hmm. and it was like literally standing room only, nice. people watching that because it went into OT, right? There was no chance they were doing trivia, right? Because like, <laughs> it was like watching a Super Bowl when nice. the Seahawks, I mean, obviously it's not the same, but it was back. That was so eight years ago. My point is, is that people come out of the woodwork, right, for the final, and there are plenty of hockey people in there. We're not all rooting for the same team, yep. but when it gets down to two or four teams, I think it's a little easier to find a, where everybody's like into it and wants to watch it. So. so get off my lawn, certain newspaper that wrote that story. Yes. yes. Okay, got it. My favorite Iron Bowl story is I went to the bar to order a drink, and the bartender, she set it down in front of me, and I said, how much? She said, how much do you want to pay? Huh. And I didn't know how to answer that's, that. That's weird. Now they're out of business. Again. I know. I was like, <laughs> buck 50? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He's like, all right. I, you didn't want it for free. I know. So. I, I, felt, I felt guilty if yeah. I got, took it for free. Right. So that I was a long get off my lawn. It was. Yeah. But the person is like very much off your line at this point. <laughs> So (laughs) successful in that sense. Okay. By the way, we wanted to mention our off-season plans. We recognize that there's only a few games of hockey left. We're not going to just shut it down for the summer, but we're not quite sure exactly what we're going to do We're still workshopping it. Yeah, we're still workshopping it. We think we're going to stick with weekly episodes all the way through like July probably, and then maybe we'll tone it down because the hockey world, I know from doing podcasts in the past that the hockey world gets really, really quiet in August, and it is actually hard to fill an hour of content. So we, we may slow it down in August. August, but I think weekly episodes all the way through July. Yeah, I think. Likely. Well, we have the draft we coming the up. Draft the coming awards. Up. Technically, mm-hmm. we can talk about the awards. So, like, yeah. All through June, we'll have Then we have free agency July 1st. Yep. Yeah. The Seattle camps. Club. Okay, news. that might be a stretch, but uh, 
The weird breakdown development camp. <laughs> yeah. yeah. League. That's when Ottawa starts doing stupid things. The NHL club in Seattle could maybe, maybe hire a GM. Yeah. Could be more news around the arena, ticket prices, all that mumbo and jumbo. we think we'll be able to line up some pretty good interviews over the yeah. summer too. So That's right. And lots if, of content, so stick with us. We've got some names circled. Yes. And absolutely. if the listeners have something in mind or has some suggestions, you should go ahead and send them yeah. Darren's way. Yeah, through, an, through a nice yeah. iTunes five-star review. Or, or, or Stitcher. Any, Stitcher, or, yeah. yeah. You can review us on Stitcher apparently. I didn't know. Messenger ben, ben pigeon, send us a pigeon out. with a note. Exactly. What a weird thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's time to move into some of our more regular segments, such as... Define regular. Goalie Gear Corner! Oh, boy. We do not have Grant Fear. Oh, that's what GGC means. <laughs> it's got an acronym on the, on the show notes, I was like, GGC. what the hell is that? We don't have Grant Fear for this one. That was extremely special <laughs> to have Grant Fear on there. I had multiple people that had listened to the episode be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you actually did the Grant f- <laughs> did the goalie gear corner bit with in front Grant of him." Fear. Yeah, which was which was really funny. But and he did that wasn't edited. No, it was not, and that was that was a great time to. Uh, he didn't <laughs> hang up. He didn't hang up. I was a little right. worried he might hang up at that point. It was a great time to do that with him, and, and never in my wildest dreams did I think that I would be doing goalie <laughs> gear corner with. The legendary Grant Fear. But our Goalie Gear Corner this week is, uh, it comes from a tweet from Goalie Gear Nerd, who I swear is not me, uh, but it's at Goalie Gear Nerd, and he, he, he or she sends out some pretty awesome pictures of new equipment coming out every now and then, so give that a follow on Twitter. Uh, it says, natural lighting pics showing the amazing resolution of Bauer Hockey's digiprinting technology. What the pads are, like I said, and I've mentioned this a few times, that the quality of what they're able to print on pads is getting absolutely unbelievable. So they've put Han Solo, but specifically Han Solo when he's frozen in carbonite, if yep. you remember that. Mm-hmm. And it's like the lighting legitimately makes it look like it's metal. Like it is. Oh, yeah, a, that is 3D. Yeah. Like, like he's coming back. Remember, it's, it's, like, it's like his hands are coming out of it. Which, if that is 3D, right, that makes but for some. But if you look at the other angle, it's not. But I'm thinking, like, if it were to be 3D, that would make for some really weird rebound. Control. Yes, it would. Right? Like, if you had. Han Solo's face, like the puck hit Han Solo's face and took a yes, weird hop. it wouldn't hit square. Yeah, but anyway, very cool work being done by Bauer Hockey and by Brian's yeah, and a bunch of other people. Is somebody companies. actually wearing that? I, I don't know. This one might just be for fun. I can't really tell. It's pretty tell, cool, though. If you're a Star awesome. Wars fan, if you like Star Wars and hockey, that's for you. Yes. So check it out. Goalie Gear Nerd. That's a pretty cool Goalie Gear Corner, in my does, opinion. Does, does Goalie Gear Nerd have horns? I doubt it. That's just us. <sighs> okay, we'll move into our weekly <laughs> one-timers. Our first weekly one-timer. Pierre Lebrun says that the Anaheim Ducks are interviewing UMD coach Scott Sandlin. Now, Scott Sandlin has gotten a little airtime on our podcast because his team has won two consecutive national championships at the NCAA level. And uh, I mentioned when that happened most recently that they won the Frozen Four, that it was absolutely incredible that he had built a school that really is not like a hot spot. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's not. Like Duluth, Minnesota, you're three hours north of the Twin Cities. It's really effing cold there in the winter, like beyond cold. So it's a hard place to recruit and he's built such a good powerhouse of a school that he's been able to recruit all these incredible players. Now, what's awesome is back when they won, I said I wouldn't be surprised to see Scott Sandlin on an NHL bench. Here we are. He's interviewing for an NHL job. So, very Yeah, and, and the trend, I, I know for a long, it's been, it's been a, it's a trend that's been happening for a while now, but there was a time where the college coaches weren't really given a fair look by NHL right. teams. And maybe that's right slowly, That's maybe kind right of slowly fully. starting to, uh, to, to change, though, because we're seeing more and more of that now. Yeah, but Montgomery other, and Dallas came straight from UMaine, I think. And, uh, and New York. Rangers. Uh, yep. 
Yeah, the guy from whose name, BU. Whose, yeah, whose name I'm forgetting right now. <laughs> uh, but Hackstall in Philadelphia also came yep. straight from North Dakota. So The weird uh, thing and, uh, about this, so though. Hackstall's out of work. The Rangers guy hasn't done anything. And Montgomery. He made the playoffs. He took his team to the playoffs. Yeah, it's a pretty yeah. loaded team, too. So. Okay. Well, the Ranger, okay. the Ranger guy, though, is also, they're rebuilding. So. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, let's not yeah. overreact and think. But like, just the fact is... that they're talking to him is what I'm saying. That, yeah. that trend is changing. Whether mm-hmm. it works out or not, we'll find <laughs> out. But the weird thing to me about all this is. Dallas Eakins. Dallas Eakins, yeah. He's done such a good job with the San Diego Gulls. They got to the conference finals in the AHL playoffs this year. It seems like that would just be the natural progression. Just bring him up, make him the head coach. But I think a couple episodes episodes ago, Darren mentioned that he was kind of run out of town in Edmonton. Mm -hmm. And I wonder how much of that is still sticking to him, whatever happened there in Edmonton. I I know that they're still talking to him. He's one of the candidates. I think they know It could just be due diligence. Right. Or it could be creating leverage so that Dallas Eagles doesn't doesn't just say like, oh, I need $4 million a year. Now it's like, oh, well, we got some other guys we're talking to. We can only offer a million a year or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just thought it was really cool to see Scott Sandlin's name. Also, he was the assistant coach for the World Junior Team this yeah. year. So he was he was an Everett. Our next weekly one timer. Our buddy Charles Barkley, who's made an appearance in weekly one timers in who the follows past, hockey. follows hockey. He was interviewed by Sportsnet recently, and he was <laughs> asked about Brad Marchand. Here's what he said: That little Marchand dude, man, he make me want to punch him in the face sometime. I mean. I, 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 he is uh, he is definitely an agitator, annoying. But every time I see that little Marshawn dude, uh, he makes me like, man, I really want to punch. He's uh, he's the uh, the Draymond Green of the NHL. He's just annoying. Okay, <laughs> love it. Not a fan of Brad Marshawn, apparently. Brad Marshawn then was also interviewed by Sportsnet, and here was his response. I think long and short, he just uh, he wants to be my friend. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, uh, he knows my name, so that's uh, that's pretty cool, right? You know, it's Charles Barkley. The guy's a legend. Um, you know, and and I, all I could hear was that Brad, I want to be your friend. So you know, we'll uh, have to reach out after the series. Now we know that Charles Barkley loves hockey because he he said on air, you know, and we have this on the podcast where he was saying, "Let's get on with this stupid basketball stuff so I can go watch the hockey game." <laughs> Spot on from Charles Barkley. Great analysis. I also want to punch Brad Marsh out of the face. <laughs> we we need some Barkley on NHL programming yes. somewhere. Yes, you know, we really do. What I, what bothers me about that whole thing though. Is it? It kind of made me like Marshawn a little bit. I kind of ah, liked his answer. I kind of thought that was funny. Like, like he just wants to be my friend. That's I, what I hear. I don't mind him. Yeah. I like him actually. I kind of like that from him. There. He's been kind of keeping to himself so far in these finals, hasn't he? I know he had yeah. the thing with Patrick Maroon the other day where he was kind of mocking him. But other than that, I yeah, haven't seen too much. much too much marsh baggery going on. <laughs> Marsh baggery. <laughs> there it is. We Tag got it. Marsh baggery. We finally got it. Print that on a t-shirt. Make money. <laughs> yes. Our next weekly one-timer. Friend of the podcast, Lexi Bender, has re-signed with the Boston Pride. John, what do you think about this? Yeah, it's cool to see. She's uh, re-signed. I've seen her play a couple of games, and I plan to go to Boston again this year, so I'm hoping to see her play again. Local she's, talent. Yeah, she's awesome. Andy, guess how much local coverage she got. To be fair, uh, Nick Patterson of the Everett Herald did write a story about her a, a month ago or so. Oh, yeah, but, but, not, but not so, after yeah, she signed. I, no, but he did I, no write I mean, a story. that's. So we got to give a little bit of credit. But when she signed. Yeah, we gave her your tweet, a was credit that, a while ago, and I retweeted I think all I retweeted. Stuff, yeah, I think yeah. I retweeted something from another site. Anyway, I, it's, you know, the discouraging thing about. Well, that's women, a pretty pro- cool story. Professional mm-hmm. hockey player, local professional hockey player, 
not getting coverage. And I'm not asking for a full-blown article. It'd be nice to get acknowledgement with a tweet every once in a while mm-hmm. instead of worrying about softball games. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that was, Whoa. That was got personal. Wow. Yeah, and I wasn't talking about UW. Get off my lawn again. <laughs> Sounds cranky. That was awkward. I wish everybody could see the face Darren just made. <laughs> Our next weekly one-timer. <laughs> the Arizona Coyotes announced some in- impressive improvements in ticket sales. John, what did we find out about this? Yeah, I forget. I should have cited the article that I read, but oh. they had a, a franchise record for ticket sales year over year with revenue growth of about nice. 9%. Uh, increased attendance by 7% and expanded premium seating revenue by 21%. Also saw a pop in TV ratings by 26%. And that is really good news for Arizona. Yeah. Granted, they haven't made the playoffs in a while. But they were better this year. They were competing they were there for the first time in yeah. a long time. Yeah. They, they've been close, I think, a couple of years ago, but still haven't made the playoffs. And I think that's like a little bit of a tipping point where you tipping, get a huge – Like Dave Tippett, who's the coach them. Mm, nice good connection. one. Good one, Andy. Nice pull there, John. Ooh, by the way, you know you mentioned the Mateau, Mateau, Mateau yeah. goal. You know why he says that? Because his name is Stefan Mateau? No, because he just bumped his foot. All right, so back to the Coyotes, John. Now we're off the rails. Yeah, John. Anyway, just uh, all good signs for the Coyotes. When you, And when you look at uh, USA Hockey numbers, they've really grown down there, too, over the last three years. I got and, him. I got him good. Andy. Look how red he is. Andy. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> Can we continue, How about those Andy? Coyotes? Yeah. You're redder than the Coyotes jerseys. <laughs> Once Arizona stabilized their ownership, they've, they've kind of reinvested in a lot of that down there. And you're starting to see the benefits of those reinvestments. Um, speaking real quick of the USA Hockey numbers, we'll see new USA Hockey membership numbers out this week. So look for an article on NHL to Seattle. I'll, oh, I'll break it down. Mm, so Interesting. Break down. You know what that article is going to be? What? Data poll. Data poll. Hashtag data poll. Yep. All right. Well, sh- <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. He looks very upset. I, don't, I, don't, I think he's more confused than upset. Love a good data poll. You know this. All right. We're going to close out with tweets of the week. When, My, are, we taking a, when are we taking some weeks off? Is that, <laughs> August. Is that August? August? My tweet of the week comes from friend of the podcast, Chris Peters, hey. talking about friend of the blog. Now, I want to give a little uh, background on this tweet. I was, like I mentioned, I was out of town. The in-laws were in town and we went to Passport Angeles somewhere out on like the Olympic Peninsula. And there was zero cell phone service or Wi-Fi at the place you were staying. Out of habit, I, I tend to look at Twitter. Like every time I'm just like in a down moment, like I'll just pick up my phone. The first thing I'll do is look at Twitter. And I would open Twitter and the Twitter page was just frozen on like the last tweets that it loaded. And this tweet from Chris Peters, I literally read it like a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fine tweet. I just, you know, there's nothing that groundbreaking about it, but he says, speaking with scouts, the early combine, we're talking about the like the scouting combine that's been going on with the NHL prospects, the early combine head turner has been top goalie prospect Spencer Knight, who hey, friend of the blog, the blog, right? We mentioned him again last week, specifically in leg tests, 117 inch long jump, four inches longer than other prospects so yeah. far, and was a standout on the vertical jump. Also measured in at six foot four up from his last measure. Does, so he's does, still growing. His long jumping uh, skills, does that translate into goaltending? I don't know. I could never do it. Actually, funny story <laughs> regarding the <laughs> long jump. This is a long tweet of the week. You're going to like way. it, though. Yeah. You're going to like it. When I was now, in, see, now there's pressure. Now you got to like it. When I was in junior high, I tried out or I went out for like the, the junior high track team, right? And I was not very athletic in junior high. And, <laughs> well, you were a goalie. Right. So I tried to do the long jump as one of my events. <laughs> And you know, <laughs> you know, on the long jump, you run 
as fast jump. as you can. You step on that board. Oh yeah, yeah. That's like the you're like launching yeah. spot. You can't step right? over it. No, it's not that's a springboard. Not a spring but okay. you can't go over it. You have okay. to step on it when you jump. Gotcha, gotcha. I jumped off of the board and I didn't make it to the sand. <laughs> and the guy judging me says, like I landed on like the concrete, right? Like I didn't land yeah. in the sand. Yeah. The guy goes, you only landed on one foot. Do you want to try it again? I go, nope. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy uh, that's and that's my tweet of the week that's excellent andy what do you got so my tweet of the week uh comes from well it comes from it's a retweet with a comment mm-hmm. we mentioned morgan geeky uh formerly of the tri-city Americans. we did mention now, him. yes now of the charlotte checkers mm-hmm. uh his younger brother i think i'm pretty sure it's brother they're related uh was the second overall pick in the whl banner draft this year oh. by the winnipeg ice okay and they signed him to a standard player agreement this week and they tweeted that out a picture of of the younger geeky connor geeky holding up his winnipeg ice jersey with his look like their parents they're there somebody's there so morgan geeky retweets that and he adds what kind of last name is that which i thought was pretty funny <laughs> That's great. Excellent. Excellent work from Morgan Geeky, who is recognizing. Do these have to be funny, by the way? They don't have to no. be. Okay. No. John? John? He just had a funny story with his. Did you just okay. line us up to make us think that yours is not going to be very funny, John? Yeah. So it's going to be a retweet. <laughs> okay. Just like mine was. So the original tweet was Taylor Hall, and he said, Following the NBA more closely with this Raptor run has opened my eyes to how great the league is. There's a real sense of bravado showmanship that you don't see in other sports. The stars are on display every night, and it's impressive. Referring to the NBA. Referring Mm -hmm. to the NBA and the Raptors in general. So Damian Cox retweets and says the NHL could use more of exactly this. I somewhat agree with Damian Cox, except that Damian Cox, this, this might turn into a... Get off my lawn. Oh. Damian Cox is a jerk. Well, he's part of the establishment that wants people to respect tradition and do things how they've always been done. Where kind of from that. Where did he land on the storm surge? I don't know. That's a good question, but I assume he didn't like it. And because I've seen him do this stuff before, like any anybody that kind of steps out of line or tries to show some personality, he's squashed on them and talked crap about him before. Ooh, ooh, uh, I haven't explained it to us. Who's Damian Cox? Oh. Uh, da- good question. Good question. <laughs> Damian Cox has a blue check mark by him on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> but he used to be on Sportsnet. Yep, he used to and then he got TV. laid off last year, maybe. Somewhat of a like a free agent blogger. Uh, I don't know if he even blogs. I'm not he sure just, what he's doing right now. He I'm just sure he tweets and talks a lot of crap about things. Okay. Um he's but not- my point is we need to be open to new ideas and stepping. Well, we, we've if, talked about some of this stuff. On the yeah, we have. And I just want to kind of drive it home. More and- like the storm surge is an excellent example. Yep. But but above that, so when Tom Dundon came in and like kind of announced and tried to do things differently, even like the Hartford Whalers, a bunch of the traditionalists mm-hmm. attacked him. And think of like PK when he kind of steps, That's shows everything. his personality calls and markets himself. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way we're ever going to get beyond our niche sport right now if we can't let somebody breathe the, and this, get these ideas this out top, there. So this topic came up on Puck Soup this week. They were talking about the NBA with Toronto uh, obviously being in the finals. Uh, and it's, I think it's the finals in the NBA, not the final. But anyways, <laughs> um, and so it's interesting. And, and Sean McAdoo, friend of the pod, talked about Bill Daly about five years ago talked about how the fans want the NHL to market the teams and not the players. And his point was that was a mistake, which I would agree with. And the NBA does a much better job of that. You, you know who the players are. And I don't think I don't think many middle, you know, just average average but, sports fan knows who a lot of NHL players are. But I, I think it's a bigger systematic than just the NHL because it's the old school 
yeah. people based out of Toronto that kind of keep everybody down and in line. And so then nobody's willing to step out and be a personality, right? It's so rare so for John, somebody. John Terry will blast them on that. Right. And then, and then Damien Cox or whoever else will blast them on it, Twitter. Yeah. And it's just, and I do love the Puck Soup, mm-hmm. another podcast, not as good as this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they do talk about trying on. to be innovative and, and do things different. And But they still kind of come back to traditional values. Like they weren't very welcoming to Tom Dundon as well. And it wasn't the storm surge that they were attacking, but Tom Dundon or other outsiders trying to do things differently. And that's what we need just to tinker and try, right? Their heart's in the right spot, but they still, we are all guilty of it, myself included. And I'm trying to be like a little bit more open. I know I don't want to get too touchy-feely right now, but it's it's <laughs> funny. I think about it is we've got an opportunity to create something from scratch, a new fan base altogether. And how do we be more inclusive and more inviting? Hockey's intimidating. We have this rather large chip on our shoulder being hockey fans, at least I feel there's the please like my sport crowd. Yeah, or like this um, MMA fighter in Dallas. Did we talk about this? I, I know we did it. Yeah. You and I did. I don't know if we yeah. talked about it on the pod, but we so talked about it. Somewhere. She she tweets, "Oh, I just got my yeah. new hockey jersey," and then a bunch of hockey bros, she said, came after <laughs> her and said, "It's a sweater." And it's like, shut up. She, she, she literally <laughs> said that. She's like, "Chill." I just it's a new figure hockey out. Fan. It's like, called a puck two weeks yeah. ago, right? We need to be more inviting to these people, and not to get too. Again, too touchy-feely, but, but they be aware. Be and, and I think, locker room. I'm just kidding. Mm. <laughs> I think we just need to be more cognizant of that, yeah. honestly. So, especially well, no, in our there's market. no lockers. There's not any lockers. That's true. There's stalls. That's why they're dressing rooms. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's been tweets of so, the week. Speaking one thing on the storm surge, <laughs> uh, my in my outtakes of my interviews with uh, with Morgan Geeky last week, I asked him because he plays for the Charlotte Checkers, who is the Carolina Hurricanes affiliate. I said, uh, "Do you guys have any storm surges planned for the Calder Cup final?" And he kind of laughed and said, "No, we're going to leave that to the big boys." <laughs> but he did add, "It's like, but we do love that. We always, we got a kick out of every one of those this year. We we always we always gathered around to watch them. Mm. So <laughs> younger awesome. generation coming up. So maybe it's going to trickle down and, yeah. and influence them. They probably bit. all have like." plans for when they get to the NHL. <laughs> you know they talked about that in the dressing room. All right, this wraps up episode 39. Next week we turn 40, so we'll be over the Ooh, hill. Uh, right. <laughs> Devin Dubnik episode, maybe? Uh, hey, Good make rest. sure to subscribe on Stitcher, subscribe on iTunes. You can buy a Sound of Hockey t-shirt on That's the right. NHL to Seattle website, and Started. we will talk to you all next week for episode 40. Thank you. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my old team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team in. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. I didn't keep you real from the jump.